Welcome to the Right Football Podcast. We are designed by The Rise Online. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube at The Rise Online. Visit www.theriseonline for our details. Welcome to the podcast. This is Derived Football Podcast. Hope you enjoy our episode. We dig very, very deep to any concerned topics. So, let's roll on the intro without any further ado. Blazers are the villains of modern Manchester United. The red half of Manchester has been tarnished by the groups of the Glazers. The terraces of Old Trafford have shown one signs ever since the beginning of Glazers. Hashtag Glazers out have been trending on Instagram, Twitter and more. But why are the Glazers to be blamed? Should they even be blamed? Are there deep problems in Manchester? What about the loans then? Is Ole Gunnar Solskjaer a trouble, a problem, or is he a part of the problem? Or is he making the problem as well? What about Ed Woodward then? Why is he a villain? And more, if Manchester United will ever come back. This and more will come in our podcast. Before that though, we'll have a sponsorship break if we get any sponsors. Anyway, shout out to Anchor who have been very supportive in this because they're sending us to every platform. We're not sponsored by them. If we are sponsored, it will come just right after. Otherwise, I will just start speaking. So you get that, right? So yeah, take the break or I'll come back. So welcome back after the short break. Hope we had a sponsor there. So today I've got Pratik Gusala as our guest. He's a huge Manchester United supporter. Welcome to the show, Dai. Hello. Hello, welcome to the show, Dai. Uh, thank you so much. So, as you are a Manchester United supporter, you must be very familiar with the term Glazers out, right? So, yeah, very, very familiar with the term, the term, this man and those six children's I'm very familiar, like I'm very familiar to his name as well. So let's start with talking. We the topic of this video is what's wrong, what's going wrong with Manchester United. So yeah. the first, the first thing that comes to everybody's mind is the Glazers, and I've written a piece on the Rise Online. It is about the Glazers and the recipe to destroy a football club. So let's talk about the start of Glazers. That was not a good start, right? In two thousand five to six, when yeah. they bought the club. Yeah, it was like Malcolm Glazer bought the club and then like it was something I feel like since then I just started watching football since 2007 and from then it was Glazers who owned the club and since then I just felt that we United don't used to get enough spending like we used to get like we used to see from like Chelsea at the moment and City back then like City since after two three years like 19, 11 we don't used to get some backup like that. And we don't actually used to care because we have that manager, Sir Alex Ferguson, who can just transform those set of players into a very title-winning team. But now, it- Sir Alex Ferguson left that. And now we can certainly feel what Glazer's family is impacting in our club. Exactly. Like, if we look at the past, then Sir Alex Ferguson would turn mid-table players into superstars. That was the special part of our Sonic version. Especially at the later stages, once the Glazer came in. 
it was all about those small players getting up right yeah so, and we used to think like that's we don't get enough transfer in transfer market all club used to tease us like all clubs of fans used to tease us like we got anelka we got some drogba and we got very players like some players and moluda we got michael balak something like that and men coming to the men city they used to say that we spent something like on some sergio aguero david silva so much money samir nazri and something like that and we couldn't say anything like we just sold ronaldo in 2009 for 80 million world record and we didn't get any support after that amount which was hugely spent we didn't get any reinforcement from that except the chicharito who was bought for 7 million in he's just a substitute striker he can't replace ronaldo and we all knew that but, yes the the issue is they get the money but in the period of sir alex ferguson they did not spend properly and yeah sometimes i just feel like sir alex ferguson did not raise voice against his honors i must admit that sir alex ferguson did not ever raise the voice against their honors which nowadays jose mourinho tried before and he was sacked i must say not due to the performance but what he said to the honors he was sacked or he had to broke up with mutual agreement because yes. he needed some center backs he is not sorry alex ferguson neither moise sorry alex ferguson not lbg sorry alex ferguson not jose mourinho sorry alex ferguson neither now ole gunnar solskjaer is sorry alex ferguson since there, there will to, never be another sorry alex ferguson yeah up to 2013 we used to think like that whatever the transfer market that is all bullshit we have a set of players we have some substitute players sir alex ferguson ferguson can turn any player into world class player we can challenge for a title and after sir alex ferguson retired on 2013 i must say it's his mistake now because he just left some mediocre players behind david moyes the mistake uh, of sir alex ferguson's part is he did not got the world class players he deserved and yeah. he had to work with mediocre players in the la- in in the back end of his run as well they were not that special players except for yeah. robin van persie's transfer there was no any good transfer as well yeah there was no any good transfer as well and i must say that with the likes of sir alex ferguson you can win the champions league for at least he managed 26 years in the club and if he had some Im- good backups from their owners we could have won at least five or seven champions league under that period at least for sir alex ferguson that is the minimum thing and we know it's not easy to win champions league like to win in premier league because because there are some elite clubs in europe as well and exactly even yes. sir alex ferguson won just two champions league that shows how malcolm glazer and his sons now destroying the football club exactly it started with malcolm glazer glazer and now it's gone to joel john everybody yeah, so six sons but uh, the thing is the glazers are sustained sustained in manchester united due to one man that is edward ward he is a hero who's considered as a villain in the way i see it manchester united are still a big club because of edward ward's investment in the financial area but he is investing in a, a area where he is uh, he should not be in using he's working in an area where he should not be working that is the football side of things while woodward is the financial maestro at united he is also the villain of football right villain at the exactly. football the signings they have made exactly. so what's what's you say on that 
Ed Woodward is like a economist, is a financial manager. And as LVG said after his sacking, there are no one in the board who knows about football. And he is correct. LVG is correct at this thing. And to say about Ed Woodward, he's a great financial manager. Like if you own an office and Ed Woodward is with you, you can earn a lot because yes, the mastermind for the finance, but with the club, with the fans, with the emotions, he just doesn't know anything about that. With the fans, what fans need, how to play by the players and how to win this game and how to even how to generate revenue after winning the games. He doesn't care about that. He just care about the sponsorship deals. He just care about the kid deals. And he does very good in that thing because we, I'm still amazed that it's been seven years. We haven't won any title. We haven't won the Premier League title, not Champions League title, any title like that. And still we are the third or fourth richest club in the world by the investment. It is all because of Ed Woodward. But we as a fan can't say like he's earning, Manchester is earning so much money. Okay, he, they earned 1 billion, 2 billions. But what the use if they don't spend on players? We are just watching our team loss. And we are not just winning the titles. And that is the thing which made him the villain in front of us. Like we think him as a villain. Exactly. Like if you look at uh, Ed Woodward, if there was a sporting director that would work alongside Ed Woodward, the story would have been very, very different for Manchester United and Ed Woodward exactly. part as well. But uh, the way the signings have been made, let me run through the best period of Manchester United after Sir Alex Ferguson's retirement. Let's go to August 2016. Manchester United has dropped three bombshells. Jose Mourinho, a proven manager in the world stage, was there. The King Zlatan Ibrahimovic arrived and Paul Pogba arrived. The team finally looks set to go that next step to finally come back to the world stage. And... It did not happen. Yeah, Can exactly. That? That's, that thing was like, we just, Jose Mourinho was asking about some good center midfielder or center midfielder who can play as a center attacking midfielder as well and can drop to center mid, defense midfielder as well. He got the Pogba and it was good. But he wanted some defensive signings because Jose Mourinho is mainly a defensive manager as we all know that. Nowadays, apart from his 2010 Real Madrid things, 10, 11 Real Madrid things and something like that. He is not like attacking. He's, he doesn't have some attacking mentality. He has a defensive mentality. And it depends upon the manager how they play their club. We just all want to win the game. And Jose Mourinho has really rely upon his defense. And we all know that Manchester United defense is very, very poor since 2012-13. Or 11-12, we must say. Because Nemanja Vidis and Jose Nemanja Vidis and Rio Ferdinand were also not even at their peak and they were growing old. But we don't have enough defensive lineup, even left back, right back, center backs. They were not good enough. Only the good thing was David Dyer behind the wall. Even yes. and, and David Dyer behind the wall. And now we got enough signing, like Harry Maguire is world expensive defender. We all know that. and But we know that he's a panic buy. Like, buy is not good. Because with the likes of Maguire's price, we can get two center backs with world-class ability. And we all know that. Because Maguire is not like a typical Van Dyke player. Van Dyke is like a typical center back, which, I, which, remember, which, which get me to remember like when Vidic used to play, like to give 
and with Vidic is to play like he is very very technical. Even I compare with Vidic, even then the Vidic Van Dijk is very technical. But we never went for Van Dijk. Van Dijk would have come to Manchester United if we have given some enough price. But no sporting director and nobody care about the Van Dijk. We all know that. And we got Harry Maguire, who is not good enough now. And Jose Mourinho didn't get any centre back at at his time. He asked for Kolibali. He asked for on any other centre centre defenders. He didn't get that. And all the things that Zlatan used to pour on the goals, we used to lose from the defence. And that's not the exactly. point. Exactly. When we look at the centre backs here again, we can find. At the current situation as well, United need one centre back because Lindelof, he is not a centre back in my opinion, but that's a different story about how he should be a defensive midfielder, not a centre back. So rather than that, let's turn our attentions to Kalidu Kulibali's situation. He is available at a cut price at the moment. Manchester City's negotiation with the player has gone rather sour because of the club's relationship due to the Jorginho deal, and they're not going for him. So yeah. At this time, they should be United should look at that as a jackpot situation. But what's going on? Even I, I, I must admit that like we need some like Jaden Sancho. Everyone is asking for that, but I don't buy that Jaden Sancho. Even I was the sporting director because I have Greenwood. Yeah, that's fine. But I can have Tyron Minks for good price. But no. And looking at the Kolebali situation, Kolebali is not a like a very hype overhyped player. And Ed Woodward, what he needs is very overhyped players from which he can sell the jerseys, he can get the endorsement, and he can get the image rights for his business. And he won't pay some huge money for someone whose jersey is not gonna be sell if he didn't perform. Like he got Zlatan, he got Pogba. Look, all the players, they are all fancy players. He can get endorsement from that players. Exactly. The chase is going on hype rather than proper yeah. analysis. Yeah, even even I admit, if Ronaldo wants to come to United to retire at the old age, I will guarantee. I can guarantee this thing. Ed Woodward, Ed Woodward will buy him just for the sake of his image rights. The problem is that situation. Let me go to that Jose Mourinho thing and look at every signing Jose Mourinho has made. So, Jose, let's go after Pogba and Zlatan. Have been already talked about. Jose also had signed Eric Bailly, who was brought to finally replace Rio Ferdinand. He started well, but soon turned into an injury-prone player, injury-prone version of Pepe. Henrik yeah. Mkhitaryan was nothing more than a way to please Mino Raiola to just buy Paul Pogba. Victor yeah. Lindelof has yet not lived up to the hype he was brought from, and he looks more like a centre-defensive midfielder rather than centre-back playing. Nemanja Medit was brilliant, brilliant, but now he's turned over 30 and he looks tired. Dalat was another way of chasing a young, hyped player rather than anything analysis-wise. And let's not go to the Fred and Alexis Sanchez deal. Both were just mm. trying to avoid Manchester City buying those players. Yeah. What and is the plan there, actually? There is no signal of plans, right? Some young players yeah. are coming, some over-experienced players, and some you're trying to just not, so that Manchester City do not buy them. That doesn't work in football at all. Yeah, exactly, something like that. In I, I go to 2012-13 for this when Sir Alex Ferguson last season, we had deal with Edin Hazard for 30 million from Lille, and Lille asked 32 million, which Ed Woodward denied, and Sir Alex Ferguson supported him, saying 
to pay 32 million or 2 million extra for what we are paying for a youngster who is not proven is not good price to buy. Sarah Lesurson said this thing just to support his honor. I must say. And Hazard turned into a, we all know what Hazard turned into. In, turned into a world-class player. World-class player Chelsea had, Chelsea had ever got in this decade. Exactly. The best Chelsea player. One of the best Obviously. Chelsea players of all time. And, and best Chelsea player of this decade. And let me, ironically, Luke Shaw just altered everything out. What was going on is big money transfers have never worked at Manchester mm. United. Even yeah. and Paul Pogba and Bruno Fernandes aside, let's put mm. them aside. Yeah. Another point is, let's look at the glazes and the plans we have been turning about. I've yeah. already explained the word hype is what defines the glazes at the moment. Yeah. The word clueless is again what defines glazes. Look at the wage budget and the ability of the teams. I don't know how yeah. you go on pay 500k to Alexis Sanchez. I do not get what is going on in the wage department. Like, I, I will not be surprised if Manchester United give another contract to another contract to Mason Greenwood so that the fans will keep quiet for a while. Because, let's be honest, he just signed a contract somewhat six months ago. There is no need for that. But just a news comes out, Mason Greenwood extends his contract. The fans will be happy, right? Yeah, that is the story that will be done. And yeah. if you look at the wrong, long run, then they, if he extends the contract, let me put into perspective, if any player extends his contract until he's aged or somewhat, they will never agree to decrease their role. They will all, all, always agree to increase their wages, right? So, yeah. in the financial things, how will that work in the future? Then? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Manchester United is not as a big starter club, it, it was up to 2013. We all know that. It's been seven years. Like, and players want to go to some team like Manchester City, Liverpool, rather than United. I must admit that. If I'm a player and I'm neutral and I'm no, no one's fan, if I'm no one's fan and I'm a good player, I want to go to Liverpool if they want. I want to go to Manchester City if they want. But I won't go Manchester United if Liverpool are targeting to me until and unless I get high wages. Exactly. And, and exactly. that's the Just thing. Just look at Sergio Regulon's situation. He went to Tottenham. Tottenham are not yeah. known for winning trophies at the moment as well. Yeah. So, let's put the Glazers out because everything about that is a mess. And let's look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and the others, other managers appointed. David Moyes was a definitely a big fail. Then we can yeah. look at uh, Luis Van Al, who... He's a total football manager who was bought for that, but uh, he played rather defensively and rather dull football. So, that was justified, the sacking, but he was building something there. It was, I personally, I feel it was not the right time, though the fans were shouting to sack him. And it was going on. Then we look at Jose Mourinho. How can you turn from a total football tactics, total football future, directly to a defensive uh, counter-attack football? That is yeah. another story. And then you go to Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah. No disrespect, no disrespect. If we rank Premier League managers, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer will be in the bottom five right now for his yeah. proven skills. What okay. is that is what I admit. Yeah. Exactly. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is something like, he is just a typical Man United player, a legend, and he has Manchester United blood within him. He knows Sir Alex Ferguson tactics somehow, but he... He's 
he knows the surrealist person tactics somehow, but he can't turn a player overnight into a next type of player. And we just know what the manager's status should be. Like surrealist person, I just remember surrealist person threw away David Beckham, which I don't know since before. He's, that was just a case. David Beckham, he himself said that David Beckham thought he's greater than the manager. He, he threw out David Beckham of such strator, Roy Keane, and Ronaldo, he just said he wanted to go to Real Madrid to pursue his dream. He didn't block the contract. Mm-hmm. He didn't block him by saying you have a long contract with us. Rather, he sold him. Like the with, one with thing that that's common to world football to arm things is exactly you know, on what you said. Yeah. Manchester United should respect the badge more than the players. Yeah, exactly. They should respect the badge more than the players. And they are just we just I just don't know that Nemanja Vidic, when he used to play, he used to give his heart out. Like, he, when he, sometimes I was, I used to watch Nemanja Vidic's game and he is, I, I used to think that he will die now. He's being kicked in his head, he's, he's kicked in his butt and he's kicked in his face, everything and he's still playing. He's not being substituted. And rather now, what we see is, if there are some defensive, very vulnerable situation, defenders just move out. Like Victor Lindelof, we can see in Sevilla versus Manchester United in Europa League semi-final. Yes, exactly. That is classless no, defensive. There was this stats compared, uh, like Victor Lindelof was yet to be dribbled past and Virgil van Dijk was yet to be dribbled past. This stat yeah. was being compared and I was looking at that and I was also analyzing the game. The situations yeah. in which Virgil van Dijk has defended and not been dribbled past and the situation yeah. where... Uh, Lindelof is lost in his position. He's out of this. Yeah. That does not work. So, yeah. That's not the thing. Like, he's not dribble past means... Virgil van Dijk is not dribble past even though he comes to the defense in his position. But Virgil... Living at the Victor Lindelof, he's, a, he's not also dribble past. But he's nowhere at his position. He's somewhere like... I don't know. He's playing left back or right back or center back or he's playing central defensive midfielder. He is in what position? Even I don't know. In the game. The issue was, uh, I still do not believe he should be a centre-back because there is nothing like a centre-back in him. He should rather be a defensive midfielder and he would be a world-class player there. And that is one thing that uh, Ole Gunnar Schauser cannot do at the moment. He cannot turn a player into a different player. Like, if you look at Jurgen Klopp, he turned James Miller into a left-back. He turned... Uh, he turned so many players. He turned yeah. Roberto Firmino into a false nine role. Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane had to change wings. and yeah. That was adapting to the game, adapting to the situation and adapting to how a player knows. Because sometimes a manager yeah. knows. right? So, in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's case, that is not the case at all. Yeah. When, we look at him, yeah. when we look at Solskjaer, he does not use a player in a different position mm-hmm. to what he was playing in the previous club. Like, if you look at, uh, except for the situation of Ashley Young, I would yeah. give that one to him. He has not used a single player outside of his position. Like, if he goes for a back, back three and he uses Luke Shaw in the left side of that, that thing, that could have been yeah. a different story. He could have been a different player there. Yeah, Issues are such concerning at the... The manager does not know the details of the club because he's... And then there is one more situation which we'll talk later. But now let's talk about how should a club like Manchester United look at the transfer market? Looking at the current 
status looking at the, looking at the current starter i just i just think that this this setup team with this first 11 is quite good team if we have one center back in his position and all the players are there to play and we just what we need is we need is a good backup we don't have backup for every positions like yes. messi and like, if we, if we get managers like oleg gunnar solskjaer who is not a proven manager he must need backup he must need substitutes player is not something like sir alex ferguson or something like that who can bring players from his academy and play on that role that's the issue right uh, when we yeah. look at liverpool fabinho is calling currently deploying on uh, defensive on a defender yeah. role from a defensive yeah. midfielder and then in united donny van der beek last season we can look at uh, bruno fernandes he was yeah. at the in in parts of the season he was just jaded he was so yeah. tired in the game at that yeah. point at that situation donny van der beek signing is a genius move but yeah. When That's we look brilliant. at the forward forward line, why just uh, if United somehow manages a way to find a way to play a diamond properly, then the lineup is so good. Like three strikers of that level, and then you've got Odion Igalo as well, Martial, yeah. Rashford, and Greenwood. That's a good team. Yeah. And yeah, now the thing is, United need United was so good last seasons at the back end of last season. Yeah. two or three more signings to reach the liverpool chelsea manchester city level at the moment and exactly. i will say like last season i i just said that in last season to compare to last of the previous season two seasons back liverpool were just one point adrift of the title everyone knows that with manchester city won the title and liverpool were just one point adrift of the title and yes and next season i everyone asked me and i said that liverpool can't win the title but they still be second or third because what i what i why i said that because there are no proper substitutes of that level if one gets injured for two or three months that happens in manchester united yes have such type of player again like if mohammed salah is injured in his position no one is there for no one good as salah is there for backup but if exactly. mohammed and if bodil injured for two or three months he, there is no any other virgil van dijk for that position but if virgil van dijk is injured liverpool is, is virtually gone yeah. and what is exactly the thing is virgil van dijk played all the 38 games of that premier league and that is the some shocking part and that is really shocking considering the level of output he delivers and the level of aggression yeah. he plays with and, and that is somehow like luck and jurgen klopp now knew that that title was it all the medical luck all his players perform world class that is no doubt they perform world class and that is medical doubt medical luck is always with them because no one gets injured in the no game but for long and they won the title and now jurgen klopp knew that he can't always rely on the medical luck and he bought diego zota he bought diego alcantara and alcantara diego zota and many other other players are on the verge of move And now he have enough backups. Now he have enough backups. If Roberto Firmino is out of his game, he won't play first line to Diego Jota. Rather, he will get a striker to play on that position. And Diego Jota is very happy to be in substitute in Liverpool's bench. And I must exactly that and... was the thing is one issue with the United at the moment is there is no that long term plan. Like I was reading an article by David Orenstein or somebody. 
Yeah. Use uh, there was a thing known as Liverpool's mission 2023. It is about yeah. how Liverpool are trying to challenge for the title this season. Then yeah. they are trying to sell the players for two seasons and rebuild the club. And then the 2023 is yet another time they will bounce back as the heavyweights of the division, heavyweights of the division and the world, right? So yeah. there so much thought process has gone like. Salah is 29, Mane is 29, they are at that prime. Yeah. Selling them and bringing in the likes of the plan is Mbappe, though he's hard to get, definitely with Madrid on the horizon. That is like uh, an imp- impossible mm-hmm. task, but with um, Mbappe, Haaland as targets, that is so thoughtless. Like you can get three, four hundred million right now with Mane and Salah at this current market. And if you mm-hmm. spend that well, then you've got another team of world class players coming on the horizon next time. Yeah, that kind of plan is not implemented at Manchester United, right? So, yeah, should they be thinking of buying a sporting director now? Ralph Rangnick is available at the moment. Yeah, sporting even is for the sporting director. I must say that if United is is on the verge of getting a sporting director with a good salary, there will be Edwin Vanders are available for Manchester United, but they exactly. They never tried to lure Edwin Van der Sar for that purpose. Even Peter Michael once said that he wanted to be a sporting director. Even yeah, exactly. uh, Ralph Ragnick is currently available. At one moment, uh, former Southampton sporting director was available. I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but he was available. It was like, and then Michael Zork rejected that offer apparently. But uh, other managers, other means were so much professional means were also available. Like at the moment, why are they not going for Ralph Ragnick? He's proven so much at RB Leipzig. Why are they not going for him? The club is in a mess and the board do not know a way. Yeah. Am I right? Board just, I just want to say is that Malcolm, the sons of those Malcolm, Malcolm Glazer's sons, now this, what they knew is the business. How to get a good deal. How to get a good deal. How to get good sponsorship. How to lure fans. And how to sell these jerseys and commodities to fans and to earn. They just know these things. And with the likes of mentioned fans all over the world, they are getting richer. And they are just not caring about other profit which they can get from winning the titles and winning something which with a good amount of investment, of course. With a good amount of investment. They are just, I think, afraid of investing 100 millions, 200 millions or not a uh, overhyped player or high player from which they can't get even jersey sales or image rights. They are not going to pay a large sum of money for those players. And they are just, I think, afraid of their business starter being, if they, that can get down. And now, with what we fans need is a good set of team. And if they are like, they are in a no risk situation, I must say. The they are also fans and they can get their commodities sell and they can earn money. The with thing the- is now, now let's talk about how can the Glazers be out, right? We've talked about other things. So let's look at uh, the the revolution currently going on is just hashtag Glazers out, nothing more. Yeah. Before yeah. there were stadiums were full with banners. Even at one point, uh, it was David Beckham who was involved in that uh, protest, one protest, yeah. some sort of protest. And now when we look at Manchester United, who is there? Like, what kind of protest is going on? The club doesn't care about the fans anymore. Only thing the club cares about is money, right? Yeah. So, in my personal view, 
i have an idea for how to take the glazers out of the club that yeah. the simple thing is do not watch games do not buy a club merchandise do not watch games do not go to the stadiums just cut every source of revenue from the fans side if that is cut then united will get a financial debacle and that is the only way glazers can go out otherwise they are getting that, so big yeah, more they are, they are, they are just, and that is just a very hard thing to do like there are something like majority of when the united stadium is taken into consideration when fans used to be available in the stadium many 20 or 30% of the fans used to come from abroad like they just go to chill and they are mentioned fan and they are there and they will watch the game certainly because that is their one is once in a lifetime experience and that can't be changed like if we are protesting and i am going to manchester and like i am going to manchester for five or six days i will definitely watch a game going to the stadium and that won't change like that can't be changed it is very hard to change to be honest yes but the thing is uh, what we say is if you are a seasonal ticket holder and if you are a not a seasonal ticket holder everything will be different right Yeah. I will go to the stadium then I will watch one game only maximum two or three games yeah. and yeah. the seasonal ticket holders they are watching day in day out they are the ones that is giving the club revenue right and yeah. if they do not if they leave the club if they do not come to the stadium anytime if if guys like us uh, guys like you not me I'm not a Manchester United fan guys like you yeah. you guys if you guys just do not buy the club merchandise just do not do anything that gives the club money then yeah that is the only way the glazers are going out otherwise they are getting chunks and they do not want none yeah exactly protesting protesting glazer out like wearing manchester united shirt and saying glazers out i don't find any clue in this thing because you are paying money to glazers to buy that shirt and you are putting the banners glazers out that is not the thing like and something like glazers are earning money from their merchandise we all knew we all know and just something like they will def- fans will definitely buy and they will get and if we all yeah exactly as you said that if you put on hold for that next season jerseys next season tickets next season merchandises that can somehow hit glazers but whether for now you won't because as far as i know that uh, of honor from saudi arabia a business tycoon from saudi arabia wants to buy the club for 1.8 billion pounds but glazers didn't sell exactly that was mohammed bin salman who also did not bought yeah Newcastle yeah i think United. prince of saudi arabia or something like that so what we conclude on is there is so much rooms and for a club like manchester united to go down is difficult considering the heavyweight rain they will yeah. they were on before so there is a way united can come back but uh, it is like uh, a situation where this is very hard for them but like uh, a big club fails they still will get that views they still will get that revolution anytime exactly. and what what i don't know is united can be a good good team like they is i must say they spent 700 million after solace person departed yeah they spent 700 million on the players and the set of player they get that is for moes who moes used to play aerial balls more and he got fallaini yes okay. that was a good deal that, that turned that, out to be a good deal for every other manager yeah everyone moes used to play aerial balls which didn't work 
and then came LVG. LVG used to play positive ball, positive ball football playing. And what he needed now is a good central midfielder's team, a triangle where he can play a triangle like in Barcelona, like in Bayern Munich, a triangle of team like Xavi, Iniesta and Messi. Like we used to know in Barcelona, there used to be a triangle. Xavi to Iniesta, Iniesta to Xavi, ball is going, ball is slowly going forward and with a small pass, Messi used to get in, he used to score. Yes, exactly. And the transfer done was also good for uh, what I see. One transfer was particularly in Bastion Schweinsteiger. It was a good deal. But yeah. for that one Bastion Schweinsteiger transfer, they had also bought Morgan Schneiderlin. Yeah, Morgan Schneiderlin how, was bought. And how Bast- did that happen? Bought. Morgan Schneiderlin was bought. And even a slow pacer, like slow pacer right back, I must say that uh, Matteo Damian was bought. Luke Shaw. Left back was bought and Ender Herrera was bought. The, he can play enough positive football, but they were not up to the level he he asked for. Like he asked the player of the starter a little bit of Xavi or Iniesta, who can yes play football and make the ball go forward as well. But that the didn't... current the current transfers done by Manchester United, they are like the ones that Luis Ranal should have got. Like. A player who La. can control the ball, a player who can just move as an advanced playmaker. Yeah. It, ball should be controlled, ball should be moved, and ball should be given to the through to the striker of with higher pace accuracy. Pace and accuracy. Like Messi. Or something like Messi. Like Louis Vanal wanted something like Xavier, something like Iniesta, and something like Messi level. Not totally Messi level, but 10% at least of Messi level player in the forward. And at least 10-10% of Xavier Iniesta in midfield. But he yeah. didn't get any like that. And Daly Blind was also there to play central defensive midfielder at that time. And he was good central defensive midfielder, I must say, because in the first game, he just broke the Fabregas pass record of five games. And he, he just hold the ball. And during LVG game, we just what he knew that we were not afraid of the big teams. Like we, we were not afraid of Liverpool. We were not afraid of Manchester City because we all knew that either it is going to get draw or if we score, they can't score against us. Because we used to play a lot of defensive football or positive football, we must say. And that was too boring. And okay, the signing was done for LVG and he is positive. And the next manager who should be brought again is something like who always loves positive football if LVG is sacked. Because that set of player only works with positive, positive football manager. But then came Jose Mourinho, who is ultra defensive and counter-attacking mind. And he doesn't need so much midfield in his position. And, and Jose Mourinho got no any defensive signings and he has to rather imply this signing made by LVG on his time and he just got some few good attacking players. And after Jose Mourinho was sacked, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer bought with just completely attacking mindset of Sir Alex Ferguson standard. And now he's not getting that kind of players again. And thus all the players they, they bought is a total mess now. Exactly that. We've talked about what led to this situation. Now we let's uh, we are at the end of the podcast as well. So I would like to thank you for coming to the podcast, and I would like to thank all the viewers for listening to the podcast. This was a good episode. It was very nice. So Pratik Dai Dai is a term that we use as to the brothers, to elder brothers, as a form of respect. I will use that term in many of other podcasts as well. So, Pratik Dai, do you have any final words to say before we leave? Our final words is something like that Manchester United is still very 
behind for some challenging for the title and they just they just it can't be made week in week out or in a season or a one two seasons they just need a constant build up like we won't be we won't be winning some fairy tale title like leicester city or blackburn rovers back then so we just what we just need to do is buy some players and put the faith on the manager no manager sacking now at least for now no manager sacking i must say this thing exactly i love talking to you inviting me in this podcast I and love i'm talking to you getting this podcast by you and very very thank you for this opportunity exactly we'll be available on spotify as well now now we are also available on pocket cast we'll be available as much as possible so thank you all for listening to the podcast we are have a good day thank you very much